you know, a lot of people put on this like audition persona. I feel like what we got was Kimmy, but it seemed like an audition persona that just never went away. My close friends are like, people think that they can kind of get away with certain stuff with Kimmy, but if they actually try something with her, she'll like, she'll, she'll, she'll snap. That anxiety and like striving for perfection manifested itself in other ways. The way that I would start to handle that anxiety and stress too would just be with eating. I am a much taller and oftentimes white passing individual. I have like weird stories from elementary school. We had like a pickup soccer game at recess. So it was like the Asian kids versus the white kids. Oh, and they great. were like, Kimmy. Like, which said Pick a you side? <laughs> oh, God. Yay. You okay, Ian? <sighs> Sleepy boy. Yeah, I don't. It happens. It's, it's a just... weird. It was a weird morning, man. You know what it was? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot that happened to you this morning. Yeah. Plus, just like consuming a full breakfast burrito, and it's probably just digesting right now. I think so. It's hitting your stomach so hard. <laughs> I, th I think, yeah. I think my body just is very confused right now. Yeah. Um. For hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Smosh Cast. Today, I am joined by. Uh, by the way, I'm Ian. That's Ian. I'm Ian. Today I'm joined by Kimmy. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, here. <laughs> Kimmy, uh, as many of you guys know, is in Smosh videos. I'm a human woman. She's a human woman. She has two arms. I have two arms. Two legs. Two legs. <gasps> They're not supposed to know about the second one. Do we? I do have two legs. We have That's been concealing tea. one of the one of her legs. Mm -hmm. If you actually go back into any video that Kimmy's in, you will not see one leg. We're always hiding one. It's yeah. kind of like. Um, you know, in Home Improvement with yeah. Wilson behind the fence. No, exactly. You never see all of his face. You just see a portion of his face. You just see a portion because I feel like I need to keep at least like one leg to myself from my public persona. You know, that's that's really just that's one really leg smart. for me. Yeah. yeah, I just need to keep some things private. So maybe maybe you'll see my other leg today. We'll see because we're getting deep. All right, <laughs> we're yeah, getting we, in. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we plan on we plan on getting a little deep. Because mm -hmm. because I feel like Kimmy, you are a hard nut to crack. What? You are you are this you, you are this nut of positivity and <laughs> and um, brightness. And Aww. I wanna and I wanna crack into that nut crack and get it in, open and get into the and get into the good stuff, the, you know? The trauma y gooey inside. Yeah, we don't have to get into all it's not all trauma. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not all trauma, all but I just I wanna I wanna get I wanna get below the surface, you know? Sure. Sure, sure. So, so we got a couple of things planned today. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be gonna be talking about identity, growing up. Dope, dope, um, dope. The sort of you mentioned there is there was a sort of a need to be perfect when you were growing up. Oh hell yeah! Um, potentially <laughs> talking about some unhealthy dieting fads. Cool. Uh, and we also got a bunch of questions from you guys yeah. about Kimmy. So we got we got a lot of stuff. stuff. And thanks for putting in those questions, guys. I saw some of those comments. Y'all are really sweet. That was fun. Before we get to that, how What's are you that? feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just noticing, I think, in this chair how bad my posture truly is. Do you ever uh, notice that when you're sitting for a bit, you're like, "Crap, I am a yeah." You have to like elderly grandmother. Re I'm recalibrate like, yourself. I gotta recalibrate. I'm a 26 year old with like lower back issues at the moment, so I'm mm. like, "This is bad. <laughs> this isn't good." Well, there's exercises for that. I need to Stre do them. A lot of stretching. Do you ever do you ever do yoga or stretching? Or I'm getting into it because for a long time there, I just couldn't touch my toes, and I'm like, "That's." Also a problem. Um, I need to fix that. So I've been slowly getting into stretching. Okay. But yeah. But anyways, how you doing, dude? What's going on with you? Well, I'm good. I was okay. telling I was telling Kimmy about uh, how 
This morning, I woke up and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna work out." So I went. Just so impressive. Yeah. I have no, I have the will to do nothing in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem is I have zero will to do it at night because mm. at that point I'm just like, I just want to like sit and watch the boys. Yeah. Not, not like some random boys out on the street. You just want to, yeah. The, Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. Um, we were all very concerned. Yeah. Like President of our company, ladies the and gentlemen. Boys. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a really it's a really great show on Amazon I've called great The Boys. Things, yeah. It's so much fun, but it's extremely gory. You know, look, I I think we're reaching a point where like just because you can doesn't mean you should in terms of like violence. Uh, maybe I'm just getting old, but I never I was never really a fan of like ultra violence gore stuff. Mm. Like it doesn't excite uh, you. Excite me. That's um, good. That probably means you aren't a mass murderer serial killer then inside. Like you're not cut true. out for it. Maybe you would be if mm. you were like okay with that stuff, but because you aren't okay with it, you're like I'm going to hold back on those tendencies. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but but like I was saying, I woke up this morning mm-hmm. and and I and I wanted to work out. Yeah. Cuz I just need to. And I was I was like lifting weights and because I just have some like weights at my house. I was like doing like a lift, little dumbbells. Yeah, lift weights, bro. Yeah. I uh, lift, bro. Mm-hmm. And I started feeling like really lightheaded and kind of like just nauseous. Mm. And this happened to me a couple times. And one time it happened to me at the gym and I like ran into the bathroom and threw up. And I was like, that's not <laughs> right. And and yeah, with this morning, I I was you know working out, and then I was feeling a little lightheaded, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, I don't feel good." And I laid down, I was like, "Ooh, I still don't feel good." And I went to the bathroom, I threw up, and I don't, I don't know why I'm doing that. And I'm I think it's just because just going from like sleeping to then suddenly being like, "Is that how you lift weights?" No. No, I'm very all right. Look, but I would love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, no! You're very what? You're very what? I'm, I think I'm I'm pretty good with like my form, you know, and like and yeah. taking it slow because mm. you know, it, like with a lot of like weightlifting, it's not about like getting like fast crazy reps, <laughs> right, Kevin? But Kevin could back me up on this, Kevin. But like sometimes you want to do it slow, like. If you're curling, you don't want to just go. <laughs> that's not it. It's not the full muscle workout if you're doing it that way. No, that's, that's right. True. It's not the full muscle workout. <laughs> you hurt yourself. Although CrossFit bros would probably disagree with me, but CrossFit. I is feel like, like CrossFit's like the the more speed, the better. Yeah, do CrossFit's this fast just and like throw that and then road, go over there. That's my impression of CrossFit. <laughs> it just seems like road to injury town. I, I don't get it, but hey, man, those CrossFit peeps. They look good. I got a nice bad. I have to admit. Collectively. <laughs> it works. It, it works for me. They see the results. Yeah. That's true. So, about <laughs> Kimmy. <laughs> let's talk more about CrossFit bodies. No, let's <laughs> um, so let's let's jump into some uh let's jump into some, some questions. Questions? Hell yeah. yeah, let's do it. Uh, this one comes from Chrissy Furtado one. Whenever you're on camera, you always seem so nice and bubbly. Have Aww. you always been that way? And if not, then what has helped you make that adjustment? That's that's a cute question. First of all, thank you. That's a nice compliment. I in general do consider myself to be a pretty upbeat and bubbly person. Like I like to look I'm an optimist. I like to look at the good side of things and I feel like it takes a lot to get me down, which is which is great, especially in the industry that mm, I'm in. Yeah. Um but it definitely comes from my mama for sure. She, if you think like I'm any bit like sweet or like if, if someone's like, whoa, Kimmy, you're like too much right now. Like you're, you're so, you're like too happy. Yeah. They haven't met my mother. Oh, <laughs> I'm what? like a little fraction of my mom. She's like 
Kimmy times 30. Dude. Oh, my God. That's right. No, like, Smosh people haven't met my mom yet. No. That's, that needs to happen. Um, She is, yeah, she's she's much tinier than I am, but she is just, like, bursting at the seams with sunshine. Um, I do not know how she, like, maintains to be. She's just so happy all the time. She's so sweet and bubbly. And I feel mm. like, too, there's this part of me, too, that is, like, a little, like, over-apologetic at times. Like, I'll apologize to, like, an inanimate object for, like, hitting it or something, you know, like... And it definitely comes from her as well. Like, we're both just that, those kinds of people. So I think if there's any dark side to me, it's probably my dad. Okay. <laughs> but my mom is definitely, like, responsible for that bubbly, upbeat side, for sure. Interesting. Yeah. And then I guess if there's ever a time when I'm not feeling so bubbly or upbeat, it's, like, my way to kind of get back into that place. Because it is, like, for what we do, it is good to have energy on camera. It's good to kind of to be entertaining and, um, and upbeat, but I will probably just kind of like take a beat and like do the opposite of what I was doing and like meditate and just be like, hey, am I good right now? And yeah. like in what I'm in what am I experiencing? And if so, if I'm experiencing something, can it just maybe hold off for a little bit longer so I can just be in the comfort of my own home chilling and processing? And then I'll do that. I'll try and just kind of put it away for a little bit um, and but always handle it later. And hmm. that's kind of, yeah, I don't know. That's very healthy. Yeah. I try. I try. <laughs> when did you? It's not s- all the time, but you know. <laughs> when did so you see so you meditate sometimes when you're feeling like stressed out about things or angry about things? I meditate to the best extent of like someone that has anxiety can meditate. So I'm uh-huh. just kind of like looking at like there's this like therapy term of just like looking at each of your thoughts and like analyzing like what's behind them. Like if mm. that's just like an intrusive thought or if that's something that you're actually concerned with right now. So it's kind of just like analyzing what the heck's going on in your noggin. Oh. Man, have you experimented with meditating at all? Anything? I haven't. It's hard. I like, I don't think I can legitimately <laughs> do the actual meditation thing. That's just my form of meditating. Okay. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know the, the calming music and the like having to sit in one place yeah. for so long is my nightmare. <laughs> Like yeah. all at once, because <laughs> you're 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 more of like a like a high strung type person. Like oh, for sure, easily distracted. Definitely too no. much energy. I definitely was the ADD kid that mm-hmm. like was mm-hmm. always constantly moving and couldn't sit still. And to this day, too, I feel like I can't just sit in one place for too long. Like I'm always having to move around. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm like a shark. I need to keep moving to survive. <laughs> Have you heard of that? They're like, don't they have to keep swimming to survive? I'm bullshitting. I didn't take marine biology. I think that's right. <laughs> All right, I'll look it up. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I just like think I either said the <laughs> entirely right thing or the entirely wrong thing. I'm not sure which one it is. But I feel like they do have to keep moving. Um, but yeah, I do. I do need, I do move a lot and I am like constantly distracted by things. Mm-hmm. It's a very entertaining existence. <laughs> really quick. The answer to your question, Kimmy, is that that is a myth. Oh, that is myth. not true. Mm. That's good to know. I learned something today. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Some of them might have to, but most of them are totally fine without doing that. Oh, huh. fascinating. Do they sleep? Do sharks sleep? That's. Uh, I think they, they've got to sleep. Do they sleep while they're swimming? That's they cute. never sleep when they're tracking you sleep. in the water, always. <sighs> Some sharks don't sleep like people, but they do have active and restful periods. So they don't sleep sleep like we do, but they... They just meditate. They just yeah, they meditate. Sharks meditate. <laughs> you heard it here. Fact. Kevin just said it. Sharks, sharks meditate. meditate. I, did not, I did not say that. Kevin confirms this message. He approves. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Sharks. If that's wrong, go, go talk to Kevin. <laughs> sharks are so peaceful, bro. They're so peaceful. 
So Kimmy is like a shark. I'm a shark. You're like a shark. <laughs> I guess so. That's Never dope. made that comparison of myself because I feel like sharks are scary, but I can't say I I've ever shark. been scared of you. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah, no. Darn. No. I just have to try harder. <laughs> but hearing but hearing about your mom being like very super ultra positive mm-hmm. does does explain <laughs> does explain you a little bit. When when you first when you first came on, so you you auditioned, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people put on this like audition persona, <laughs> and I feel like what we got was Kimmy, but it seemed like an audition persona <laughs> that just that just never went away. <laughs> just they're just like this girl. And I'm just like, still going. is this is this girl for real? <laughs> like I I couldn't. Like, I'll be completely honest. I yeah. didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. And and I don't know if anyone knew. They're just like she's just very positive. Like there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing negative we can say about her. She's just very positive, and it's weird. Oh my god. I wouldn't say it's weird. No. Like I'm not saying that I... your behavior is <laughs> is weird. It's. I mean, it's. Okay, it's a little weird. I understand. No, I completely. I've gotten that comment before. <laughs> I for sure have. And there are definitely. I think. I think I also, I have this, like, need to not be a burden to anyone, too, where, like, that transcends to, like, all aspects of my life. So if there are times when I'm feeling, like, really tired and down on set, I, like, and I may be, like, going through something, I really try hard to keep it to myself if I can. Uh. Like, it's it's a weird thing where, like, I'm scared to, like... and. Like, mind you, this is just a personal fear, but like, I'm scared to ask people to help me to like move or do things. Like, I, the reason my back is kind of hurting is legit because I tried to, <laughs> I tried to move like really, really heavy furniture on my own without talking to anybody else because I didn't, I didn't want to bother anybody. I just like, I, I don't know what it is. You can't do everything on your own, Kimmy. It's okay <laughs> to ask not. for help. Now I got smushed back. <laughs> No, it is okay to ask for help, and I'm like slowly learning to be better with that. But it's yeah. it's a work in process. I think like a lot of just my experience growing up was like, I, there's something going on, I deal with it. Like if there's you know like if if I'm in a group of people, I want to make everyone feel good and happy, and like yeah. not be the burden, not be the person that like has to get some help and like assistance. Like it's 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 a lot. <laughs> Because you were the big sister, right? I'm the big sister, yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, like even just like when I was a kid and some of the topics we'll get into, like it all I can like expand upon more. But it is. It is just something where like I learn to kind of do things alone and not like I have the best parents. They're so supportive and helpful. But like so many things that I went through as a kid, I'm like, oh, that would have been so much easier if I just <laughs> talked to somebody about it instead yeah. of like trying to do it all myself and like stressing to the max. Yeah, I never I never wanted to bother my parents with anything either. Yeah. What what you because you have siblings, right? Yeah, I have an older sister. You have an older sister, so you're the younger. Yeah. 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 And I get you. how far apart in age are you two? Like two and a half years. Okay, so pretty close. Yeah, it's sort of similar to you, mm-hmm. right? You just have one sister. Just have one sister. She's yeah. four years younger than me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I never wanted to like bother my parents with anything. No, it's true. I just I didn't really want them to know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Not that I was doing anything illegal. Yeah. I was like making like little um little cartoons. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and writing uh. Writing Halo fan fiction, oh, cute. which is incredibly embarrassing. Little uh, baby Ian, yeah, I love that. Yeah. But I, they never knew. <laughs> as far as I knew, they never knew. Yeah. But I, but I just never wanted them to know what I was doing with my time on the computer. 
like that's my private time that's me just doing things for myself kind yeah, of thing. yeah I just like didn't want them to like ask questions and I don't know if it was like a thing like I was afraid of being judged I mean that's probably yeah. what it was I was a teenager it's so funny that that was your past I'm sorry I mean to interrupt that like you were scared of your parents kind of seeing what you were doing on the computer it was your space and now look at you <laughs> I know <laughs> Mr. <Yeah>. Smosh <laughs> and, and my whole life is out is out bare, bare to everybody <laughs> yeah I, it, it's like uh, yeah I don't know what it I don't know what it was I don't know if it was similar for you mm-hmm. where you didn't want to ask for help because you just didn't want to involve people in your business yeah yeah I, it was it was very similar to that and I think it was also I don't know I, I think I almost as an adult now have like overcorrected where I'm like too much of a communicator at times like I will like dive so deep into something but like back at the in the day when I was a kid I think I just like by not talking to people about things I would just like read and like fill in the blanks in my own head and like Mm. and that would just be like not asking for help be like this is something that's like that's every human does so like I have to do this or like this is what's normal and like I didn't know what normal was I just was like (laughs) making up (laughs) what I thought that was um but yeah lost my train of thought there but like essentially yeah like it was just I just kept I was an extrovert but I would for sure keep a lot of stuff to myself interesting yeah (laughs) what do you mean what do you mean by you communicate too much now like what is what is that yeah I feel like that is just at times like I don't know if it's just like having too much therapy at times but like I feel like I'll need I'll like thinks like see something that is I think to be an issue either like in a relationship of mine like with like family or friends or whatever and I will like pick apart at this like tiny little minor thing that like ends up being a non-issue in the end Mm. but I'll drive myself crazy about it and I'm like this was what that wasn't a problem like that was fine like everything is okay or that was something I could deal with on my own like that is actually something that I could like kind of internalize and be like okay we cool. <laughs> yeah. How we doing, Kimmy? We good? We good. All right, let's move on. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, I don't know. How do you feel you are as a communicator? I think I'm I'm in a similar position as you. Mm-hmm. And this and I think this this also just goes back to like I think <laughs> to a certain degree like deconstructing, you know, the sort of toxic masculinity that mm-hmm. I probably had in me. I wouldn't talk about my feelings. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't communicate very much about what I was going through. Yeah. Or what what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And then so then I kind of then did a flip where I was like, no, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to like try to communicate as much as possible. Yeah. What's going on in my head right now. Mm-hmm. And then find that, you know, the flip side isn't always the answer either like you do kind of have to like and this is and and now i'm kind of in this phase where it's like no okay so like i need to i need to like think about you know what i'm going through and like acknowledge like what's what's going on in in, you know my head and then process it and then say it to somebody because a lot of times like i'm just i was just like stream of consciousness saying something Mm -hmm. and then that person ends up getting hurt because of something that i was thinking that wasn't like quite processed and i'm like hey i'm just being honest and it's like well that that doesn't always you know saying everything you're thinking isn't always the best because it's like not everything's being like evaluated exactly it hasn't gone through like a filter or like any like some sort of just checking checks and balance of like wait is this something that this other person i'm saying for the benefit of them or i'm just literally thought something and Mm -hmm. i like i'm like you know just spraying it out like what 
where is the motivation behind it? That's definitely, I can totally relate to that. Like in past relationships, I for sure, I'm just like, this is being close to someone. It's just like having no freaking filter and I'm just yeah. going to say whatever it is in my head and that's not yeah. always good. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, an, an ex called me an accidental asshole because I would, <laughs> because I would say things not with the intention to hurt them, mm-hmm. but I would say things because they were going on and I would look at everything in like a rational way and not in an yeah. emotional way. Yeah. And and then would end up saying something that just came off as like blunt. Yeah, I gotcha. And <laughs> and so I, I I got that I got that term. So it's like I'm not try- I'm was never trying to be an asshole, but sometimes <laughs> the things that I said came out that way. Yeah, I t- I totally understand. Um half of my family, like my mom's half is they're all like very sweet and outgoing, like very much so like um like my mom and I, I really had to get used to the other half of my family that mm. I actually spend more time with these days, um which is like the Russian Jewish half um on my dad's side because they are they're so loving and they're so sweet and considerate and supportive, but they can can be very like self-proclaimed blunt people like they tell it how it is mm-hmm. sometimes there's not as much like emotion on the back end like they say something without thinking about how it kind of hurts might hurt your feelings or might be a little bit like jarring to another person which is great like they're so smart and mm-hmm. they tell it like it is they just sometimes like will not have a filter and tell you something that you're like ow <laughs> I think <laughs> I think like yeah and I've, I've heard like bluntness mm-hmm. being used to describe a lot of different cultures and I think a lot of like American culture is like very passive aggressive like like we don't like we're gonna tiptoe around the issue because we don't want to hurt feelings absolutely or or we're gonna kind of like we're gonna you know not completely tell the truth because because that could end up making a friendship harder or whatever yeah and I think that's a I think that's a very, I mean, I'm sure there's other cultures that do it too, but I think that's a very American thing. I agree. Of like not wanting to confront the issue yeah. because because confrontation equals bad. Yeah. No, it's true. It's like the little white lie concept of like, mm. yeah, people say these things that aren't necessarily true to kind of like protect someone's feelings and like minimize what they consider to be the damage of like sharing with them the actual truth. And yeah. it yeah, it is not something I enjoy. I don't like passive aggressive behavior or just pass passivity in general it like sucks. communication is rough. Yeah. It sucks. I mean like I yeah, I've been in I've been in plenty of situations where where both myself and the other person were extremely extremely passive aggressive mm-hmm. and nothing ever got done. No. <laughs> nothing ever got sorted out because we were all just being too polite to each other. No. Like we fun. we never confronted the issues. Yeah. Because we were tiptoeing around it. Yeah. So it was like I think there's a I think there's a superpower to being blunt. You just have to Totally. You just have to read the room, I think, and Absolutely. know like who, like who you can be blunt to and how blunt you can be to them. (laughs) I also, like, I do believe in the fact that, like, with being blunt, there is a way to deliver the truth that isn't, like, insulting. Like, you know, like, that there's a way to kind of say, like, I've noticed this and not, like, you're such an asshole because you do this. Like, Mm, you know, like, not deliver your own, like, opinion on that person. Just, like, kind of, like, stating what the fact is and, like, and that's it. Like, I feel like there is a level to... um, being truthful, but also, yeah, like being able to to not go 
beyond what you need to like you can have the truth but you don't have to necessarily like insult the person while you're doing it because mm-hmm. i've definitely like had some relationships where people are just like they like in the name of being blunt they'll like say something super insulting and i'm like that's what <laughs> yeah i mean like that goes beyond that might go beyond blunt just being mean it's just being mean yeah like it's there's definitely a divide there but i completely agree i think being blunt is a superpower and mm-hmm. it's something that i for sure had to like get used to because i'm like that is that is healthier it's healthier to like be able to tell the truth and not to have to like lie to someone about it because there's it always just ends up snowballing in some way shape or form later on (laughs) do you feel like people ever take advantage of your kindness i would say so in that in that situation where you're saying Mm -hmm. like this person is being like very blunt in this relationship Mm -hmm. and you know i can't imagine i can't imagine (laughs) you in an argument (laughs) (laughs) you just be like yeah you're totally right you're totally right i'm sorry i you know it is my fault yeah it is. It's my. It's, it's totally my fault. It's so funny. <laughs> well, like, what's funny is like, I sh- I'm people like that. It's uh, it's shitty, and I've like, had to go through some of this before. Like, the people that take advantage of me and my kindness are the ones that are like the closest to me. Like, that mm. obviously aren't anymore. Like, once I right. recognize that happening, they're out of my life. But like, in terms of arguments and whatnot, I think a lot of people do try to step to me in that way. They're mm. like, oh, I can just like fucking steamroll this girl like she'll do whatever I ask like she's just gonna be super compliant with anything I do and like yeah. that's dope and I am like I will snap okay. <laughs> like, so that's I'm, when you that's when you pull out your dad's side oh yeah like I pull out my dad's side I'm like it's it's too if it it's if it deals with me if it's someone that's trying to take advantage of me and I like and granted like I will admit that like when someone is closer to me sometimes I don't always recognize that right away I just think that that's part of being in a relationship sure. yeah. it's so weird um, but with people that I'm not close with I'm like oh excuse me (laughs) no 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 and then I like will tell them how it is I feel like I've had so many um conversations with people about my apartment and stuff like this where I'm like oh you think that you're gonna do that no legally no <laughs> like this what is do not you gonna mean happen. with your apartment I don't know just people trying trying things with me I don't think my, my landlord's ever gonna watch this um I just <laughs> like I like my apartment I don't want to be kicked out anytime soon but no just like things like them trying to get away with doing too much and not like prorating the rent like kicking us out of uh, our apartment and like things taking too long like that's like yeah. the most recent way I can think of just doing like like, uh, typical scummy landlord stuff yeah scummy landlord stuff and then once like i and also i will say that extends to like if someone one of like someone is like trying to insult or step to like one of my close friends Mm -hmm. too like i hit like a protective mom mode and snap but yeah like that's always a comment like from my close friends are like yeah like people think that they can kind of get away with certain stuff with Kimmy, but like no, like there's if they actually try something with her, she'll like she'll 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 snap. Oh, um, okay. But I do try to maintain civility to a certain extent, where I'm like, <laughs> okay, can we like can we just de-escalate the situation nicely? No, no, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. It's like confrontation, especially for someone that doesn't do it very often, can be kind of fun sometimes. I'm so bad at it. Me too. I just I don't even want. <laughs> to like I can't I can't get in a shouting <laughs> argument with somebody I think I've shouted at one person one really? time it's not it's not for me I, I think, don't like arguing. I, I think like... shouting is the wrong way to argue anyway, so that's probably yeah. a good thing. Yeah, if you're just yelling at somebody, like, what actual communication is occurring during that? <laughs> like, not much. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's good. I feel like I've yelled. Also, in certain situations, <laughs> that could be considered assault. That could be. Yeah, don't do not do that. <laughs> just for those out there that maybe like get shouted at a lot, mm. you could be... 
abusive relationship. <laughs> All right, let's move on to this next question. Yeah. This one comes from uh, McKinto Mouse 57. Mm-hmm. They ask, is comedy something you wanted to do when you were growing up or is it something you kind of fell into? And then they put in parentheses, does that make sense, LMAO? <laughs> They <laughs> just had perp- like a self crisis at some point. Like we would. Like, I don't Did know that- if that question makes sense. It makes a lot. It makes sense. <laughs> it to makes me. a lot of sense. No, yeah, you had no reason sense. to doubt yourself there. That to- that question was totally, totally sensical. Um, yeah, no comedy. I. I've always been a big fan of comedy. Um, I grew up watching a lot of uh, like Monty Python with my parents. Like they introduced okay. me to that at a young age, which I was so thankful for. And my mom like which one of, which which ones were your favorite? I think I think the Holy Grail. I yeah. like I, there's just such a like such a soft spot in my heart for it. Um, just the the fucking rabbit <laughs> coming yep. at the guy. I just can't. That image will like forever be seared into my brain. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Um, it's so incredible. Uh, and the coconuts. Oh god, I could just keep going. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the Monty Python was so good. Um, my mom's favorite movie, um, at least at the time, I'm not sure if it still is, was The Princess Bride, which oh, I also yeah. just adored. Um, and on top of that, with like television, um, we watched a good amount of SNL growing up too. Like we would try and stay okay. up, like actually, like on that night and Ooh, see it. You got to stay up. <laughs> like I Every once in a while. And it was definitely when I was older because like my bedtime was obnoxious when I was younger. I was for sure one of the 830 kids that would go to bed normally. But like on the weekends, there was some flexibility sometimes and we would try and stay up and watch things when I got a little older. But yeah, um, I was always such a big fan and it was Mm. something that was always fun for me. I don't know if I ever like considered myself in like my friend groups to be like the funny one per se but Mm -hmm. I think other people probably would have said that but it just didn't seem like I was always such a musical theater kid I did acting when I was younger I just like thought that was just being outgoing and I was just uh obnoxious but like fine with it like down with my obnoxiousness um and I think it was honestly not till much later so like comedy um specifically I don't it was like probably once I did like even like my Smosh audition and like mm. I was just before then, like it just kind of worked out perfectly where I was starting to like dive into sketch comedy with a friend of mine. I'm like, this is really fun to write and be a part of and characters are so interesting. And then I had my Smosh audition. I was like, oh, this is actually something that I think I can do. And then I started taking like groundlings classes and like just in general like studying more comedy and like watching more stand-up and like just trying to kind of educate myself about it um so you were you started taking groundlings which is like an improv group Mm -hmm. um you started doing that after the Smosh mm-hmm. audition? Yeah, oh, after Smosh. Like, I had taken, like, improv classes before, mm-hmm. just, like, from, like, random acting studios and things and in school and stuff. But um, I, yeah, I hadn't, like, really started getting down to, like, the nitty-gritty until after I started with Smosh. So I was like, this is really fun. And, like, I've already just kind of naturally gravitated towards it, like, with my friend. Like, we were doing a bunch of, like, Insta videos together just with our downtime from auditions. Like, we wanted to try and kind to stay creatively active and we both liked writing sketches so we're like cool like I don't even think we quite understood the concept of a sketch at the time we just were kind of like these are short and these are fun and here are two characters like cool so I always I always loved comedy I just Mm. didn't know that it was something I had such a passion for pursuing until like much later in life and I'm so thankful for it it's so much fun (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean I'd have to say it's like the same for me yeah like I had I had no idea that this is what I would do and that I would do 
comedy or be an actor even yeah like, it kind of sneaks up i mean i was i was even i was even further away from it than than you were mm-hmm. like i wasn't even in theater yeah like i wasn't i wasn't a theater kid i was a cool jock all right cool jock <laughs> i didn't cross country which is the everyone knows is the coolest sport objectively the coolest jocks cross country jocks check me on oh that. yeah totally the coolest <laughs> totally the coolest yeah every high school movie Except trope not. <laughs> but we we all had some good legs though you guys have i bet you have some great legs oh yeah y'all probably had some nice butts too just like the full oh, yeah. downwards package actually well there was one guy that would always moon us what but it was so covered in hair that i couldn't re- i can't really evaluate oh his then butt. he wasn't ever really naked then if he had cut co- you had hair covering yeah we was- called him we called him the vortex <laughs> because his ass hair swirled in the direction of where I assume his his, oh my God. his butthole was. Just the fact that you guys got a good enough look at his ass hair to determine that it was yeah. a vortex yeah, is he a liked, sign. He liked to moon us on runs. <laughs> like he would run, he would like sprint huh. ahead of us uh-huh. and then moon us or moon other people. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's like, oh, that probably wouldn't really fly <laughs> anymore because people would probably say it was it's, sexual harassment. Yeah. But it was best. it was always like it was always around the boys. <laughs> You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a way to like sexually harass anyone. It was just, you know, being silly boys. (laughs) Don't go out there and show your, show your parts to people. Not unless they specifically ask for it and then you're both consenting adults. Yeah, if there's consent involved. Can you imagine like that that scene replaying of him like trying to run in front of all you guys being like, hey, bro, you consent? You consent? Yeah, do you guys all consent? We consent. (laughs) I think, I mean, nobody ever, nobody ever told him like, hey, please don't ever do that again. I'm really offended by that. So I guess that, well, no, that's not no. Oh, I can't did say, someone I say? can't say that was a no. I'm just saying mm. I can't say that that was a that was a ah. form of consent. Yeah. by not saying anything. Yeah, right, right. But I think we all had a good laugh. We always had a good laugh yeah. at, his, at his good times. At his in, just insanely hairy butt. <laughs> so much hair. I don't. I don't understand. How did we get to this part of the conversation? Hairy butts. Hairy butts. Yeah. How is that how not we... always our conversation? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this entire podcast is brought to you by Harry Butts. <laughs> yeah, how did we get there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, you were we were talking about like our younger selves, and uh-huh. you were I was a theater kid, but you were a cool jock. Yeah. That is it true that all the theater kids make out? If they did, that would make me really sad because I just always wanted to be made out with. No one would oh, make out with. No me. one made out with you. <laughs> I would had I had my first kiss when I was I think like sixteen. Mm. Um, so I had a few years there of like just longing for boy attention, and I mm. never got it. There was quite a bit of like incestual couples within the theater yes. community that would occur, and then they would make out with each other. I never experienced. Like, I never really got invited to, like, a cool kid party until probably college. Like, I never got, like, no one drank at the parties I went to. There was always someone's mom in the corner, like, doing really loud karaoke. Like, that oh, was the <laughs> what? <laughs> they were fun. <laughs> karaoke? I don't know. I just, like, like sometimes moms feel like they had to get the parties going, especially okay. in Irvine, because they were just, like, super involved and, like, hover parents, for uh... sure. So they're just like, yeah, look at us, having fun. I'm sure my mom probably did that at one of my parties, too, which yeah. would have made me so happy, because my mom and I are just like so down with each other like we're so close um, but yeah I don't know plus their little souls they're just trying to get their kids <laughs> to have a good time I remember <laughs> <The> cuties <laughs> I remember because your your mom is Filipino right mm-hmm. I remember watching like an Anthony Bourdain episode and he went to the Philippines yeah. and like 
there was like this whole thing about how like in the Philippines they take karaoke so seriously. Oh, so seriously, yeah. Is your mom serious about karaoke? Is she just like crazy into it? It's she she was when we were younger. Like we uh. had so many different karaoke machines like we had the big fat boy really we had the big fat boy and then we had like a smaller boy and then we had i'm sorry i'm getting far away we made a smaller boy and then we like later on dealt like started to transform into the sing star family and we did Mm -hmm. that quite a bit we didn't spend as much time with my mom's side of the family growing up but when we did that was like our entire party was just like singing karma 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 chameleon sure, uh, and like i don't know probably some celine dion song my grandma's a big celine dion fan we that would be so much of the parties and my mom missed it a lot and like would try incorporate it into like our friend like my friend group and we'd be hanging out or like if we had a party at our house or something like there'd be karaoke involved but yeah i feel like filipinos do take it very seriously because also like so many Filipinos are so just like naturally talented singers and uh-huh. or dancers and it makes no sense. Like there needs to be way more talent scouting competitions in the Philippines. Because right. I see videos all the time that have like gone viral of this like kid in like a poorer section of like some island that is just like busting the move and is so good or like an amazing singer like yeah. hitting these riffs and notes that like... <laughs> <laughs> who else can achieve? I don't know, like freaking whistle tones and stuff. But yeah, I don't, it's, it is, it's somehow a part of our culture. And I don't know how, like, I, I'm very curious about the origins of it all, but we are so on board. <laughs> so Ian, so. I don't know if you were going to get to this, but were you referencing the, the social phenomenon that happened in the Philippines, the My Way murders? <gasps> Have you heard about that? No. So there's a whole thing that happened in the Philippines. The song My Way by Frank Sinatra is really big in the Philippines in karaoke. (laughs) And there was a rash in like the early 2000s. There was a rash of murders happening. Somebody got murdered every time they played it on the radio? (gasps) Well, uh, during karaoke at karaoke bars. When they would sing that? Because apparently people, it was such a powerful song too that if people would sing it badly, they would get booed <gasps> off stage and fights would break out and people would get murdered over the song. That's insane. Whoa, it's like, so. a, it's like a soccer match, like yeah. when the referees would get murdered. Damn. That's crazy. So but per the article here, uh, in the Philippines, they take karaoke very seriously. Don't ever right. sing My Way Wrong. Oh my God, never, never. <laughs> that is insane. And don't, sell, never... and don't sell drugs in the Philippines either. Don't sell drugs in the Philippines. <laughs> just don't do anything weird in the Philippines. Let's just be safe there. It can be a just little be scary safe. at times. Be safe in the Philippines. And I mean, obviously we've always had a, we've always had a really big um, viewership from the Philippines. So yeah. shout out to my Pinoy boys. Hey. Hey. Salamat for watching. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you so probably great. you probably dealt with this, like, because uh, with Anthony, because he's he's quarter mm-hmm. um, Padilla. That's where it comes yeah, from, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like Jimenez. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then the thing that would always happen is like people would always mistake him for being like Latinx. Oh, all the time, all the time, dude. Have I told you some of the stories of like when I first came to LA of like. I don't, I don't know if I talked about it in the last podcast. So if I did, cut this out because that's probably annoying. So because Jimenez is most oftenly known as a Latinx name, there were so many times when I, in auditions, um, especially when I was starting off and especially commercially, because like they would just kind of like 
cattle like call in so many people for the same audition to read one line they would all assume that i spoke fluent spanish oh great (laughs) it was so good and there was this one amazing audition like thank you so much to my agent for getting me this where she neglected to tell me that it was a fluent spanish audition but also that they would be testing me there so there was a situation where like i was i said some lines in spanish and then they had like a native spanish speaker behind the camera that was just like "Mm, yeah you know mm, you don't do that you didn't you didn't speak any of this you you go out you leave <laughs> and they were just like rapid fire speaking Spanish to me I was like crap can we like slow it way down and can you also write it out because I'm way better at reading Spanish than I am at talking yeah I can see that uh that confusion happening a bit for Anthony too because I get the same thing people don't really like know what to categorize me as a lot of times when they see me they just kind of I don't know they see my last name and they just automatically assume that is that I'm Latinx and that's that's my uh my ethnic background but it does bring up an interesting conversation too that when people do dive further into it and I'm like actually no <laughs> like I'm Filipino you know there was a colonization by Spain for a while and there's a lot of Filipinos with Spanish last names. That's that's a very common occurrence. So that is that is funny. Would Anthony get that quite a bit then? Even like as you guys got bigger in the it YouTube was always world? in the comments and and we made and we also like it didn't help that we made a video that was like a joke about something. It was called <laughs> and we titled it Anthony is Mexican. So that probably didn't help. Yeah, but yeah, there was always comments being like like oh Anthony oh yeah he's he's uh, he's Mexican and we'd just be like oh, sorry <laughs> like, <laughs> like no no. <laughs> No. He's not. He's not. (laughs) Not that it really changes anything. It doesn't. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's not like, I don't care if someone mistakes me for that. It's just the in general when it comes to like people meeting someone that they're like curious about their ethnicity or something like Mm -hmm. the freaking assumptions of which I'm just like, no, don't just assume Uh, anything. And then don't do like the general like questioning of things or like thinly veiled, like trying to get to know where you're from. That's just the most annoying thing (laughs) that you could possibly do to, to someone that is that is mixed or color. It's just it's so weird. I don't know where that came from. Like, why people think it's okay to just be like, you're, you're Mexican? Like, you're like, I'm like, don't, no, stop. <laughs> like, like, stop I trying to guess. I don't know how this matters in this situation. <laughs> like, why does this matter? <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I think every, every person that's of mixed race kind of deals with at some point, but there is this level of, like, especially if there aren't a lot of other mixed race kids in your family, where you're mm. just kind of like, like, you feel the need to identify more with one side than another. Like, people kind of ask you to, to get into a box of sorts and they're like which one do you feel like you're more a part of which one do you feel like you're more attached to and it's I'm still struggling with and I don't know what the right answer is to all this of like if I do identify with one side more than another or if I am just this like anomaly of a person that only someone else of like mixed race can kind of identify with in the same way what was strange is that um, I think especially even like with like my like my sister other members of my family I am a much taller and oftentimes white passing individual Mm. so I would like went through a lot of like not a lot of but like there will definitely be situations where someone will say something to me that they wouldn't have said if they knew I was Filipino or I was Asian like they would say kind of yeah like racist or very troubling things Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's I do have this kind of unique perspective where I'm like oh yeah I'm that person that like the fly on the wall a little bit in a sense where like I can't I'm the spy in certain ways (laughs) because like yeah and they're just like oh well she's like way too tall and like 
uh, like no like she she just doesn't like quite have what I'd imagine to be Asian features so like yeah like I can talk about this stuff like they wouldn't even like think about it like growing up in Irvine Irvine has a very large Asian percentage of people as well as a large percentage of like white people for some reason still even though there were also quite a few but is mixed it integrated kids. or is it sep- pretty separated well like for the most part, it's pretty integrated because there are there are, I grew up with so many kids that are like Hapa and biracial and mm-hmm. um, that are mixed. Um, but weirdly, like I have like weird stories from elementary school because kids are just so strange sometimes. Like we, I guess, had enough of a population of like um, Asian kids and white kids that they oh, so bad. We had like a pickup soccer game at recess. So it was like the Asian kids versus the white kids. Oh, and they were great. like, Kimmy, like, which said, pick you a side. Choose. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was Come just, on, Kimmy, pick a side in the race pick war. Pick a fucking side. I'm like, what? Uh. I don't even know how I ended that whole thing. Like, I don't, I don't remember what my decision was. I think I tried to be the ref. Yeah, I was gonna say you could be the ref. You know, I'm like, oh, the mixed kid can be the ref. Like, that's it. She's, she's unbiased because she's not. Or you could play other side. You just have to play mid. Yeah, like you just yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just, oh. it's just kids are are so strange in that way. But I think like yeah. to to anyone that is maybe going through a bit of like a racial identity crisis or doesn't need like there there is no need to feel you have to be assimilating to one side or to feel like you have to identify with just one thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still figuring it out and I think everyone like everyone just kind of figures out their identity more as they grow up. In general with this this um kind of inner like deeper dive into trying to figure out what my identity looks like and like who I am as a person and the the best part of all that has been just kind of learning more about each of like each sides of my culture and trying to just kind of educate myself more on like the history of things like it's it's such a fascinating conversation like if you are lucky enough to um, have any relatives that maybe like immigrated at some point like to kind of hear their story like I've read some amazing letters even on um, on my Russian Jewish side from my great great grandparents like as they were immigrating from Russia and it's it's a it's cool it's cool just in general to learn more about your family and like whatever capacity that might be and it's definitely the identity crisis is a, is a work in progress mm. um, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I think I'm in a very happy place where I'm like, I don't really quite know like how I identify and that's really cool. And like, even as like one of the things I've been getting more into recently is just trying to write more. Like that's a concept I've been trying to explore and because uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that, I guess. But yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. I was I was watching this Netflix movie that was based on a book mm-hmm. um, called Indian Horse. Mm. And it kind of goes into, it's, it's a fictional story, but based very much on the realities of a lot of the First Nations people yeah. that, that lived in Canada. Yeah. Um, the indigenous people in Canada and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of, you know, their culture was wiped out intentionally. Wow. By the um by the church and the Canadian government. Yikes. And it kinda goes into this whole sort of like thing of like how do you ha like you know, when you wipe out somebody's past and culture, you have people that don't have an identity. Yeah. And like the whole the whole big like, you know, phrase that came out of that movie was like, you don't know where you're going without knowing where you've been. No, it's true. Yeah. Learning learning more about your past. And that's that's so interesting. And that was yeah. on Netflix, you said? I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, that is so that's so true. Do you do you have any idea of like your family's like kind of history or like have you guys always been from Northern California? Like <laughs> yeah, I mean like 
it's never really had to be something that I that I yeah. really grappled with. And obviously that's a privilege thing, I think, to <laughs> to be like, yeah, no, I don't know. Like I'm I'm a, a straight white male. Like this place has been <laughs> kind of built for me, so I guess it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you know, like I think I identify more as a as a Californian than I do as an American. <laughs> I get that because it does feel like the, I mean, like America is such a. But then I th- think about it more, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, California is massive, and there's a lot of like ideals, yeah. ways of living that I don't agree with that <laughs> other Californians have. So, yeah. it, do I even identify as being a Californian? I don't know. Who knows? What is it? I don't <laughs> like to me to me it's it's not it's not something that I that I trouble myself with very much. I gotcha. But that's so interesting though, because California really does like if you go to another part of the country, a lot of times, like especially when I would spend a lot more of my childhood and growing up experience in California and then I would like randomly go on trips to places, it could it's unrecognizable at times. You're just like, wait, this is still we're still in the same country? <laughs> like these people are crazy. I mean <laughs> we shouldn't be. No, right? it's, it's a large landmass. Like it's a large landmass. You look at Europe, and it's like you you go you drive for like an hour, and you're in a totally different country. You drive, yeah. you could drive for ten hours and still be in California. No, it's <laughs> it's true. Even like northern Sal- northern California versus southern California, there is such a difference yeah. too. And I feel like the way that people kind of like operate and just like hold themselves. My mom was born and raised in L.A. and like didn't really know much else other than that like she went to UCLA she spent her life there essentially and then my parents were pregnant with me weirdly we were living at the time in Butler Pennsylvania Mm. and this kind of like really rural part where like it was a lot of people there just like had never seen an Asian person before my mom was just like felt so out of place this like poor tiny super pregnant Asian woman just like (laughs) walking around trying to like shovel snow and and stuff like oh gosh wow what a superhero um but she was just like just felt so weird and so off-putting like to be living there for an extended period of time that she was like uh nope gotta go like a year after I was born like we moved back instantly she's like this is what I know and this is like I just it felt weird to be considered an other in another place like that's not a fun experience but yeah it is crazy how big of like how much landmass there is in the states and how vastly different mm-hmm. things can be from like one side of the country to the other I think the last the last thing that 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 I kind of like that we talked about talking about your sort of like struggles with you know anxiety or yeah. body image issues dieting <laughs> dieting diet fads yeah. a lot of us have fallen victim to oh gosh yeah I guess I guess it all kind of comes back to anxiety right yeah I mean like even what we were talking about earlier of just like I didn't ask for help when I like like I, I didn't feel comfortable being a burden I can look back at my childhood now and be like oh yeah that was just a super anxious child like poor baby my parents like they definitely uh, my family in general is just they're we're all so um, they're also smart and so driven and and successful, like have done a lot of amazing things. So there are certain things that like other families, it'd be like, this is a, a major accomplishment to graduate from college, to get mm. all A's, to do all these things. For our family, it's pretty like, if you don't do that, <laughs> like what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> so I, I don't know what it was. So like growing up, I for sure was just not like, again, like I can't read it enough. My parents did not put this kind of pressure yeah. on me, but I legit would feel so bad and crappy if I like didn't do the best I did on like I could on a test. Uh-huh. Like if I got like a B plus on something. Were your parents I... both like pretty like tough love, like like not hard on you, but mm-hmm. like 
very like just stressing success i you know like i think they just genuinely thought that that would all these things like i really wanted to do mm-hmm. but like yeah we were i did i just had way too many activities going on as a kid like i was president of two different clubs i was in honors and ap classes i was like an executive on a charity league i was in varsity soccer and then like i did swim for a while and then i also was doing theater and like plays and stuff on the side and I feel like I'm even missing oh and then club soccer outside of varsity soccer which actually would take up the most time often and I just had all these things because it was like you need to do these things to get to college like which is true you do need to have all of these oh and student government um (laughs) so I was for sure that like that overachieving kid but I also felt that that was all necessary and there were certain times when I was like if my academics faltered in any way I would just be so depressed about it and I would be doing so much stuff but I would also just like I would I would not know that I had the option of like stopping one of those things like I didn't have to show up for that like that would have been okay like I honestly there are times when I'm like I really should have like quit soccer at a younger age like I kind of wish I did because it was such a life takeover and it would stress me out so much and I would never have my weekends free um, to do whatever I wanted to like I would have as an anxious little child like if I knew for some reason about soccer like the fitness aspect of it would like just ruin my day like if I knew I had to run like which is why I would never would have been good at cross country or track and Mm -hmm. field if I knew I had to run and do like fitness stuff at the end of the day my entire day was crap I was just thinking about that like from like start to end and I would just be hoping I would like it would get rained out hoping something would happen that I would fall ill in some way 80 (laughs) other things I was juggling so much and weirdly like it was it was so so intense and I was so I felt like if I didn't do any of those things, like I'm sure there was some deep part of me that was like, ooh, like I wouldn't be as loved by my parents if I didn't do this. Not that they ever expressed any of that, but I did put a lot of pressure on myself as a kid. And looking back, I'm like, oh, that, like that sucks. Cause like even like I got to college, everything was great. Mm-hmm. And when I got to college, I was gonna say college <laughs> must have seemed like a breeze. For literally you. the easiest thing. If anything, it was it was harder because I was having more free time than ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm so in like even even now I kind of struggle with like I like needed a very structured lifestyle and like I need to know that I'm going to be at this thing from this time to this time and this thing from this time to this time and I have this thing to do when I get home like I needed people to tell me what to do and so like when it came to be just more like oh it's your turn to kind of decide what the heck's going on with your day I was like what the heck what do I do like I don't somebody yeah. tell me like I gotta hire a life coach or something like, just hearing <laughs> this is making me anxious is it make, yeah well that's it's, that's too much to put on one person it was way too much <laughs> it was way too much but the scary thing is and uh-huh. I'm like scared for like my kids in the future and just like kids now like uh-huh. everything is just getting harder and more competitive and like the things that I did are just expected and like beyond that also having just like the best grades and the best test scores like there are just more people in the world and it's like the colleges that I got into and like the ones that I didn't get accepted to it would have been an entirely different thing if I were doing all the things I did but I were like my parents age Mm -hmm. like I didn't get into UCLA and it devastated me because my parents met at UCLA but it was literally like no one got into UCLA that year like you had to be I don't even like literally never have gotten like a point off of anything in your life like it was just insane you still ended up going to uc i went to a great school and i'm so <laughs> thankful i don't know like I, like i put this scary amount of expectations on mm-hmm. myself and it sucks because it's like if i'm looking back i'm like god like i like 
everything turns out okay. Like, you don't have to stress like that. There are so many good UCs, but if you legitimately feel like your University of California, University of California's, yeah, no, it's um, and they're great. They're all great schools. Um, And for a California resident, they're a lot. They make a lot more sense financially. They're Mm -hmm. like half the price of a financial institution. But like, yeah, I just I put so much pressure on myself for what I'm like. I got a great college education. Um, I didn't go to the place that I thought I was going to go, but. Yeah, like when I got to college, like you said, it was a breeze. It was so easy. And I felt like yeah. I was doing something wrong. So I'm like, this shouldn't be as simple as it is. But it was just because I had put so much pressure on myself. But, um, ob- but obviously that that sort of like that anxiety and like strive striving for perfection mm-hmm. manifested itself in in other ways other than just like getting the perfect grades, yeah. right? Like you had to be perfect at everything. Yeah. Yeah. I just like couldn't make a misstep. But I think that, yeah, like I think that the way that I would start to handle that anxiety and stress too would just be with like eating. And it would Mm. be like I was pretty regimented as a kid for what I could have. Like I could only have like a certain amount of like dessert and like a certain amount of snacks. I hadn't had a first, my first sip of Coca-Cola until I was like 14 (laughs) because my parents were scared of caffeine stunting my growth. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they're, they're definitely like looking back at it now. Like it didn't matter as much when I was younger, like because kids have such an intense metabolism and um, I was also just doing so much soccer. So it was like, I could eat a fucking horse and be yeah, fine like yeah. no it wouldn't even show up i'd lose weight if anything like it was crazy but then growing as i got older um i think i started to notice those unhealthy eating habits when i'd be out with my friends and when mm-hmm. i had a bit of my own disposable income mm-hmm. i was like this is how i'm going to alleviate this stress this is something i can control and i can eat these things that make me happy and that's how it's all gonna work uh which isn't a great way to <laughs> look at food it's like definitely an unhealthy relationship with binge eating and like and and just fast food and junk food in general like everything's fine in moderation eating disorders is is not a uh is not an uncommon thing no and like i kind of just did i did a very 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 ultra quick googling so Mm -hmm. don't quote me on this but it was something like nine percent of the u.s population deals with eating disorders of some kind Mm -hmm. so it's it's you know it's it's something that like i think Almost everyone has some unhealthy relationship uh, with sure. food to a to a degree. Yeah, no, it's it's so true, and I think the like the fascinating thing about like with eating disorders, and I'm not up to date. It's been a while since I took psychology in school. With I'm not up to date with what um, the classifications are on DSM, but it's there is such a huge spectrum of things. Like I feel like eating disorders can range from even things which is like body dysmorphia that mm-hmm. kind of affect how you view food as a result and like just the like occasional binge eating and just like an unhealthy relationship with food in general. But I, I do feel like a lot of us go through that, especially in the States, I think too. Mm. I don't know. I feel like just our affinity well, for binging alcohol, food, like our like access to very cheap fast food that's oftentimes the cheapest thing and the most accessible to especially someone of a lower income like I was when I was a kid. Like yeah. it's it really does mess with our heads in a lot of ways. I mean there is that that dumb fuck CEO of uh Whole Foods that oh, was no. like Oh, people are just fat because they're stupid and they're they're making bad nutritional choices because they're stupid. Oh and it's God. like, no, no, fucking idiot. That is the statement, like, like the purest statement from someone of such privilege, like of yeah. like literal, like y- y- he has not had to experience any hardships in his life to have a statement like no. that. Like that's absolutely have, insane. If you have two bucks, you can get a meal at McDonald's yeah, or something like that. Like two or three bucks can get you 
can oh, get you like a dollar that, menu. That will, fill, that will give you a fill of food. Yeah, and it's and it's is it going to be good for you? I mean, it'll get you. It'll get you plenty of calories. It's going to be a lot of calories. It'll keep you alive for sure. Yeah, but your fat, cholesterol levels, like everything like that, yeah. suffer in the in the meantime. Your macros are going to be macros. off, bros. <laughs> Your macros are going to be off. Oh, you're going to, you're definitely not going to go into ketosis no. doing that. Um, so, bro. But yeah, I mean, like the, the whole food, I mean, the whole food system in this country and not just this country, but in a lot of places, it's, yeah. it's so wacky. It's so messed because, up. Because, I mean, if, if we had to pay the real price for yeah. meat, the dollar menu would not exist. Mm-hmm. Like, we subsidize a lot of industries heavily. Oh, absolutely. So. It's it's crazy. Yeah, because, like, yeah, the prices that we pay for those freaking Happy Meals and stuff, they ain't too happy. Like, it's insane, like, how little, like, we, we are actually paying. And then also the quality of the meat and everything that we're eating suffers, too. And not to say that I don't, like, fully smash a Big Mac here and there. Like, oh, yeah. I am you a big sma- fan. Oh, yeah, you got to smash those. <laughs> Max from time to time. Smash those Max every so often, but yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's just saying, crazy. I'm not saying don't eat fast food. No, absolutely not. Like, I, and I totally <laughs> understand. Like that's that's what you know. A lot of people, yes, they're like if you really make the effort, like there are healthy options, but it's not. And especially in a lot of low-income areas, yeah. where some low-income areas don't even have a fucking grocery store, access you, to you fresh produce. And yeah, stuff. you like don't have that access no. at all. It's a it's a huge problem. So binge eating was was kind of something that yeah. You, I, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely binge eat. I think I just like wasn't aware of when I was hungry or not. It was just more like, am I bored? Am I stressed? Am I like whatever? And those are all reasons. Those are all reasons for me to be eating at the time. But I think it is something. It's like, like you said, and like for so much of these things, growing up, you're just not aware that other people are experiencing the same things. And yeah, everyone kind of goes through something like that, like a binge eating. There were t- like I went through so many weird diet fads mm. where I would be trying to live off of like negative calories and like powder food and stuff powder food uh, like uh, like uh, nutrisystem oh, you know but right, like not right. the good nutrisystem the but like the shitty nutrisystem yeah like the, the shakes the weird like <laughs> they had so many meals that were you didn't need to refrigerate or freeze like huh? they were just like the weird like, like almost like mres what are those like meal ready to eat they're like what they give people yeah, in the oh, military yeah yeah no it was i don't even know it was so strange it was like the way that like a cup of noodle like functions like oh, a dehydrated yeah. like astronaut food like i don't know dried foods it was yeah. just it was so weird um but i just felt i just like didn't like myself and my body and i'm like this is how i'm gonna like you know get myself to like love me again is to yeah. like try and make something happen with my weight and it's just it's 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 such a bad way to look at food, yeah. but it's also very common. So what did what did you do? Like with, how did you like how how do you how do you deal how did you deal with something like that? Yeah, I mean, well, I think so much of it. It was such a learning curve for me of like going and like from playing a competitive sport, which which I'm sure like you experienced too, of just like running all the time, of just adjusting your lifestyle to maybe not having that ingrained of a workout in your everyday routine but so it was like I had to learn to like just like listen to my body more um in the sense of like am I hungry right now or am I just like stressed or bored or like one of these other like outlier factors it was a lot of that it was a lot of just like looking inwards and being like okay what's going on here and then two also just like gaining my self-worth from something other than my image like making sure that I was happy with myself like in whatever state I looked 
like or whatever state I was in, like with if I was at my whatever weight, like it didn't matter. It was just about like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm making these decisions about like food and about health, like exercise and health and my body based on just wanting to like internally feel good and feel more active and like more energetic and happier, not just because I'm doing it all for the purpose of trying to like look a certain way. How did you get there? It's, it's, I mean, it's still a process. Because I feel like that's, that's like a, that's a path that a lot of people are on. Absolutely. And it's, it's it's really hard to get to a place like that. So like, I'm sure it was, it was like a, a few different things or. I had tried so many different diets and fads and things like when I was younger that just were not successful. Like they're all such like lose all this weight real quick and then that's it. And then like you, you can't sustain that because yeah, your body you isn't. It yeah, it's like it's just a form of like almost like malnutrition. Like you're just like you're losing weight quickly, but that doesn't mean it's going to stay off. It's just temporary. It's like water weight, basically. For me, like my only diet like recommendation ever is just like just listen to your body. <laughs> like if you're hungry, eat something like and if you're not hungry, like like don't <laughs> like like and, yeah i mean um, sometimes even that's hard it, no it like, really is that's it's easier said than done and it's taken a lot and then i guess in terms of just like self love it's just giving yourself the time to as cheesy as it is like affirm your other good qualities about yourself like what do i like about me like mm. besides just like my appearance like it, what like i need to gain some sort of like inner validation from something other than aesthetics because that yeah. that is that's just such a flimsy thing to base your entire self-worth on but it's way easier said than done like I think it's just like waking up in the morning and like reminding yourself of like the things that you like about your life and who you are and like what you're gonna do with your day that excites you that's not just taking photos of yourself and like posting them is that something you do every morning like you you no, I'm like, I'm definitely not this like perfect person when it comes to that oh. sort of stuff or by any means. Um, it's just something that I like, I previously would consider it to be a very, I'd be like almost embarrassed to like, mm-hmm. kind of like be like, oh, go me. Like, like it, it would feel a little bit like self-involved, but I'm trying to get better of just like being like, okay, like I like these things. Like, hey, I did this really cool thing today that I'm really proud of. Like, fuck, like that was an like awesome sketch I just shot. And I liked how I did that. Or like, wow, I just wrote something that I'm like this is pretty cool and I'm excited about like it's it's like noticing the things about yourself that you like and just reaffirming that and just giving yourself the time to like pat yourself on the back too for those things yeah but yeah I don't know I mean like how how have you felt kind of about that stuff well before you turn it on me I'm sorry I'm I'm still still trying to understand (laughs) no ask me more I'm still trying to understand how you got to that place how did you like, did you read some books? Did you mm. just think really hard one day? <laughs> like, did you did you go to therapy? Yeah. Like, was it like what? Like, how did you how did you arrive to this this solution? Because I feel like there's not one there's no, not there's one not way one to get way. to get there, and I feel like everyone has their own their own journey and their own path, and it takes it's sometimes the work is never done. You sort of highlighted these yeah. these things that, that you weren't happy with with yourself right or you said like okay i'm not looking at this in a healthy way yeah and what were the what were the what were the sort of steps that you took 
to get you to where you are today. Yeah, I get you. I think um, I think a big part of it was, I think it was like therapy and being more communicative about how I'm feeling. Because there are times like when you're just kind of stuck in your own head and you start to get super hard on yourself, like there's no one to check that for you if it's just going on internally. And if you're someone with anxiety or even like someone with like social anxiety who just constantly think that like everyone hates you and like and like doesn't like you or like there you kind of go down this rabbit hole so the, the biggest part of that too was like if you're like having some of those thoughts like maybe just talking to someone about it, it doesn't need to necessarily be a therapist if you're not ready for that but like a family member someone you're close with someone you trust um, to be able to just to kind of be like hey I'm thinking this about myself and that's the person that can be like oh hey yeah that's not a good thing to think like that's not true and like here's why and the fact that you're thinking that is just like it's don't like don't lead yourself down that on your own rabbit hole so I think becoming more open and communicative has really helped like mm. talking to my friends that are like Kimmy whoa like mm-hmm. why you are so hard on yourself about these things like here are things that I love about you or here are things that I think are really special about you um, and sometimes hearing it from another person weirdly is a good way to start uh, mm-hmm. from the people that love you were, yeah. were there were there any sort of like external factors that you had to change like whether it was a, a bad relationship or a family member like that you you identified as like this person is toxic to my sort of like self-worth definitely there would definitely be people in the past like i think i'd say when i was younger it was for sure friend groups of mine i definitely was never one of those people to have the same friend from when i was like two years old to now like i always had a pretty like a lot of friends come in and out of my life um Mm. and no one was ever in it for too long and i used to take that really hard like i would take that as a reflection of who i am like oh i suck because they don't want to hang out with me anymore and it was (laughs) it was just like we never really got to know each other like Mm. we were all just kind of friends because it was convenient and like those were people that like well they didn't say anything hurtful per se it just I don't think I ever felt really validated by my friends or felt supported because they just honestly didn't know who I was and I didn't know who they were like Mm -hmm. vice versa so like I I was really hard on myself back when like I would lose those people in my life and Mm -hmm. now I'm like oh wait no you keep the people in your life that validate you and support you and make you feel good Mm -hmm. you take the ones out that are like trying to cut you down that are like trying to insult you or bring you down to a level because oftentimes like and that sucks for those people like they're really insecure and they have a lot of stuff to work on and there are no place to be in any relationship or friendship right um, but yeah, definitely more recently, like there, there, like there are, there were people that I had to kind of um, cut out. And I think even coming out of those like relationships, I'm like, oh wow, I I put up with a lot more than I should have. And those mistakes also kind of inform my future decisions and how mm-hmm. I like I can recognize faster when someone is being unnecessarily hurtful or they're saying something that isn't kind or they're not supportive. Because I feel like every relationship in your life should serve a purpose in some way, like. You should be like that. Should that person should make you feel good or support you or be there for you in some way or be honest with you? I or mean, be I, honest think, with you. I think I think one important thing mm-hmm. to 
to mention to the viewers is like, yeah. you know, when you say cut out the people that are being hurtful, I think I think some people. I mean, you have to know that like every every friendship isn't always going to be completely positive, but you have no, to understand that when your openness with between friends Absolutely. and being honest about issues is great. Mm-hmm. I don't want people listening to misconstrue that with with you know. Oh, if if I have like a rough time with my friend, that means I should cut him out. No, I think right. I, it's definitely the intention, right? If, if the intention is to hurt, or if the intention is to yeah, yeah, hurt you in some way, then then absolutely mm-hmm. cut them out. Absolutely, and I think yeah. and I think that's something that that you've realized. But yeah, for me, for me, like I I've been working on trying to be more more open with my friends and that's just fair. have have a deeper connection with. Yeah. With people. It is easy to just keep things very much on the surface and be safe. Definitely. It is that very American thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. No, I agree entirely. I think for me, like in my, with the relationships I was referencing were people that were just nothing but hurtful. Like there was no supportive aspect to that. There, you, I would have conversations with these people and try and be open and honest with them about like, hey, like that's like not the nicest thing that you said to me. And I don't really feel that great yeah. when you do it. And they would just be kind of so self-absorbed they wouldn't notice that but no absolutely I think being open and honest and communicative in any relationship is so healthy and like obviously a lot of relationships go through ups and downs and if mm-hmm. one person makes a mistake it doesn't mean that they're a bad person or that they're not worthy of a second chance it's just it's just kind of gauging how you feel yeah and how you felt throughout the whole thing and, and I think that's yeah. good that you gave them a chance yeah I'm nothing if not yeah I, I mean if anything I think I'm one to give people too many chances <laughs> at times I think I'm in a very like in a place in my life right now where I'm like oh yeah like that was bad bye and like I'm just like yeah. feeling self-empowered in that <laughs> sense because I've never been like that in the past really um, it's a superpower man it's... C- cutting out <laughs> cutting out friends that are not beneficial to your life is is a superpower yeah and I and I it's hard. <laughs> couldn't recommend it more. It's it's wonderful. Cut them no. out. You don't need them. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Cool. To the shoot, dude. 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 Now give me. Um, it's been a minute since yeah. I've been on the podcast again. Mm-hmm. Give me a little rundown of what the shoot dude is. Right. So the again. shoot dude. Um, we have uh, petitioned our lovely listeners and viewers <laughs> for stories that make us go shoot, dude. That's right. Um, <laughs> and they have submitted. They have submitted to Yay. shoot dude at smosh.com that's s-h-o-o-t-d-o-o-d at smosh.com and uh, every episode we read one out so this one's from Chris and uh, Kevin's told me that uh, this is a very long story that he has um, truncated so Chris please don't be mad we just made your story a little more succinct let me use my SAT words oh look at you truncated (laughs) truncated I know Chris said besides being a teacher I'm a professional violinist Nice. I was hired to perform for a newlywed's first dance at their reception. They requested Ed Sheeran and Beyonce's Perfect. The wedding planner asked me to stand slash perform right next to the cake table that was situated next to the dance floor. They had activated a fog machine, which created a very elegant yet mystifying first dance by the wedding couple, complimented by my violining. Is that a word? My violin, yeah. I don't know. He's a violinist. I feel like he He should know. know. He should know. (laughs) He should know. Little did I know 
though, that the fog machine had created a large puddle of melted dry ice right next to me, but was still covered by the remaining fog on the dance floor that I stood next to. I proceeded to walk off the floor and stepped right into the puddle, lost my balance, and did a funny dance. I fell on the floor in front of the large crowd of guests with my entire right side soaked in melted dry ice. Even worse, as I fell, my foot grazed the cake table and kicked it. No. Causing the three-tiered cake to wobble. See, this is what I was worried about. Oh, my God. I know. I'm like, this story is like taking turns that I didn't expect. Okay, yeah. the cake table's wobbling. Wobbling. No, the cake's no, wobbling. No, I saw my life flash through my eyes <laughs> that very moment, but thank goodness the cake didn't collapse. But you could definitely hear a sudden gasp in the crowd. As I got up, I could tell my face was beat red, and I quickly and professionally got up and exclaimed, as long as the cake is okay, I quickly... <laughs> Packed up my violin and just wanted to bolt out of the reception hall, head home, and crawl in bed. I remember the wedding couple God. consoling me afterwards and telling me, hey, we got an open bar. Go help yourself to some shots. You deserve it after that incident. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, there's a video. Yep. Uh, so I, if you guys want to take a moment to watch it, it's not. It's basically. Oh, but there's no fall. Yes, but it proves it proves, it proves that, that he that actually... was there. That you see the whole setup. You can imagine it about to happen. They just didn't catch it on the video. Oh my god. The, I mean, that story's for sure a shoot, dude. I, I mean, yeah. it would have been a bigger shoot, dude, if he if he knocked the cake over. Oh. But then, but then this is a definite. This definitely seems like a real believable shoot, dude. Yeah, and it's still embarrassing as all hell like they just had this beautiful moment and then his ass just like slips and falls right there yeah right there and then he yeah, yeah. it's it definitely seems like a shoot I'm like I'm so I'm just like so relieved that that cake didn't fall it's it's really that like my heart <laughs> was about to drop so low he was not gonna get a tip that night <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah the tip of a knife <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> murdered over cake. <laughs> and then, people have been murdered over less. That's true. What did we learn today? They've been murdered over... Frank Sinatra's My, my Way. way. Yeah, Frank, yeah, Frank Sinatra's My Way. <laughs> you could be murdered Sing. over anything. That's the fun part oh of this society. That we well, live. now I know not to do Frank Sinatra's My Way in the Never. Philippines. I'm going to skip that song. Oh, my God. It's like, like Macbeth in a theater. It's like the thing that you don't do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or else. It's cursed. It's bad luck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never say it. Apparently. I didn't know. I'm learning things today. I love that. I also learned that sharks, um, I everything I know about sharks is wrong. And yeah. that's okay. <laughs> yeah, sharks are sharks are pretty chill. Sharks are they're, Yeah. They're, um, they're not that much of a threat. <laughs> I like sharks. <sighs> well, Kimmy, this yeah, is buddy. this has been an adventure. Thank you for That's sharing nice. things. I feel like we cracked that too. nut a little bit. Do you feel like you got to know me? Yeah, a little I feel more? like I feel like we cracked the nut. Cool. Just the 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 cracks have begun. They've begun. I'm getting into that meaty nutty center. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that doesn't <laughs> That's not too creepy sounding. Nah, I liked it. Um, but I like nuts. But thank you so much, Kimmy, for coming on. Oh, my um, pleasure. Anytime. We're going we're gonna to jump onto a stream right now. Yep. On twitch.tv slash Smosh Games. So be watch that. Be we're going to we're gonna go do that. And uh, thank you guys for listening, watching the Smosh yeah. cast. As always, if you have not rated it five stars on the, the podcast, go apps, do that. Go do it. What's give wrong us, with you? Give us a review. Say, do it. Say, ha ha. I like. Kimmy, 
Then yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. And <laughs> be go nice subscribe. Go subscribe to our YouTube. Channel. Yeah, subscribe to that. And thank you so much for all the questions today. Those were some fun ones to answer. Thank you for the shoot, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I it's feel a little stuff. therapized, but it's all it's all good stuff. This is great. <laughs> it's a good way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, see you later. Okay? I'll see you later. 